0: welcome everyone to LOA Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic.
1: This is the no bullshit, all truth, nothing but fun podcast. And don't worry, we've got you. You're our VIP.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. <laughs> Gina. <laughs> Listen, I'm so excited about this episode today. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty spectacular, spectacular mm-hmm. right? Yep. And we have Showstopper. Pe- it's a showstopper. Superstar. Okay. Well, he is a superstar. Mm, yes, you should definitely Google him.
1: Well, or go to the YouTube and check out the video yeah, of this Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Episode. So, yep. Guido Szymanski is with us. Mm-hmm. He's an international teacher and coach, best known for his transformational programs with clients who are often in the public eye. Mm-hmm. He helps them under all that pressure to become the best at their game, stay the best, and above all, guess what, Gina? Enjoy mm. what they've achieved.
1: Mm. Joy is where it's at.
0: Absolutely. Nope. So they don't sabotage themselves and they are their most, in their most defining moments and live up mm-hmm. to 100% of their potential. Yes. I just, he's he's been on stage. I just, you know, I'm, mm. I'm a little gaga over him. That's yes. why I can't get this introduction done. Okay. <laughs> You're doing just fine. <laughs> You're doing just fine. He has had a fortunate career on stage and he works with senior executives professional footballers, musical theater stars, and the occasional pop star. Uh, He's the creator of Successful Auditions Program for Creative High Achievers. Oh, interesting. The CD Angels of Forgiveness. We talk about that, Mm -hmm. The Little Journey of Letting Go, and most recently has launched his online program called The Six Week Masters, which we talk a little bit about that too. And then, of course, he's got The uh, Power of Forgiveness, a Mm -hmm. course, that he – uh, is running through right now with individuals, and I'm sure he'll host that again. Yes. Uh, Guido's worked closely with the Royal Academy of Music in London, the Voice College, as well as Fusion 5 Performance in Germany. He's the co founder of the Network for Transformational Leaders and a founding member of the Change Makers. Mm. He has specialized in high achieving mindset. And the techniques at the core of his work are very often leave his clients with instant shifts in their reality. Yeah. I just, I had some instant shifts, Gina. Yes, I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. You know what? I was thinking about um, our conversation with
1: Guido and I, I think uh, how beautiful it is to have a coach, you know, for creative types. And I think footballers are creative, even though they're they sports, there's a mm-hmm. creativity to any game you play that... Shows vision and thoughtfulness, and how you play the game that is outside the box. There's a creative element for all the really phenomenal players. It always is. You see the field differently than everyone else does. There's a creative element, but to have a coach who understands that for people and that creative side and understands the challenges there—what a gift for well, yeah. so many people that, it's that transformational. Work with him. Mm-hmm. And
0: you know, he also. Uh, does the regular people too, like the CEOs and things of that nature. And I think what I hear and what you're going to hear in this podcast is that when you're under pressure, he understands it to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. And so we're all under pressure as we're trying to up level in our own lives. Yes, You don't have to be a pop star, but I mean, they can, they have immense amounts of pressures, but for us, it's not comparative, you know, in your life, you have immense amounts of pressures and he understands that. And I mean, I don't know, I felt better after I felt better after talking to him about of myself.
1: Of course you did. Yeah, I'm a poor Guido, I think is up for more conversations with you. I think I think the conversations with Holly and Guido are not just I don't think they're done today.
0: Yes. Well, that's funny. Yeah. I hope not. But I, yes. I the other shift that I had and I think you did yes. as well, Gina, is when we talked about forgiveness yes. and what a beautiful enlightenment he yeah. gave us on how to think about forgiveness, and he just dished it up to me like you know, oh, oh, you oh, like he oh, threw, you threw down know. for you. Yes, you yes. should just go to YouTube just to see <laughs> him like throw me down via Zoom. <laughs> And I'm like, was okay, yeah, good. I guess I do know. Yeah. I'm pretending I don't know. No, I I was just I was he ignorant. called you on it. He <laughs> called you for sure. Yeah. It was it was it's it was a fantastic. special, special conversation with a very special yes. leader in his profession and a special human, mm-hmm. special soul. And I just can't wait to share this with everybody. So honored
1: to have had the conversation, and
0: we are excited to share it with you. Enjoy. Here we go. Hello everyone, welcome to LOA Uncork. This is Holly. And
1: this is Gina.
0: And we have a VIP today. Like main stage VIP. I mean, stage is the, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that right. is, that is, he's been on stage his whole life. Yes. He's an actor, he's a performer. Yes. He's from Germany. Uh huh. And he's a personal impact coach. What a cool title. Uh, We're going to unpack what that means, Mm -hmm. and his whole life he's been on stage, Mm -hmm. and he is coming to us from Germany, and he does one-on-one sessions and workshops. We're going to talk about one of his workshops he has going right now, The Power of Forgiveness. Yes. And he also has these transformational programs. With clients that are actually in the public eye, Gina, mm-hmm. and helps them actually achieve their highest potential, yeah, and enjoy it. Can you imagine that <laughs> A little fun from the main well, stage? Well, and Gina, you come from yeah. a an entertainment background, background mm-hmm. yeah, and we she, won't tell you what famous person she worked for. Yeah, yeah. But it, did they enjoy? I mean, did people enjoy this success? Well, I mean, yes
1: and no, right? I think uh, I think uh, there are parts of it that are, are big and bold and beautiful, and there are parts of it that aren't so much.
0: It's so interesting. It's an
1: interesting. It's an interesting. So we're going to unpack
0: all of this today for sure. <laughs> Welcome, Guido Shemanski. To LOA and Corked. Hi, Guido.
2: I am so excited to be here. Hi. Hello.
0: We
1: are too. <laughs> yes, yes. In yeah. a big way. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you got to go to YouTube and watch the video to see Holly's <laughs> eyes. They're like twice the size they normally are. She's,
0: she's, well, and I know what Gina's going to say. Gina goes, already, right. she goes, I'm going to get the paperwork because yeah. you're going to start stalking him. Yes. And I said, Well, I already have started. Yeah.
1: Guido, <laughs> mean, that's the truth. Uh, there's a, there's, I mean, you're, you're in a long line of este- esteemed <laughs> colleagues in this area, but Holly, like, loves everyone a little uh, a little little too much level sometimes for some (laughs) folks so I just always get the paperwork ready for our guests just in case they're uncomfortable uncomfortable (laughs) and there's you want to put like a restraining order on I can help you with that paperwork uh yes yes but you know I'm you might have to do the paperwork for me too this time so (laughs) yeah exactly we're gonna co-stock you so welcome Thank you. So, Guido, we typically start our podcast with just an opportunity for our audience to hear a little bit about your story, the things about you that you think would be really important for folks to know to kind of ground the conversation today. And then we'll kind of you know start to to talk about some of the things that Holly outlined in, in your background and experience. But if you could just share a little bit about the milestones of Guido and and what brought you to where you are today, I think <laughs> that'd be really helpful.
2: Wow, what a brilliant exercise for me to do. The milestones <laughs> of Guido. You should have bought <laughs> me <to> have one.
1: <laughs> milestones
2: of As you said, I've been I've been on stage most of my life. I was a I started off as a ballet boy. Mm. So I actually danced for the Bavarian State Ballet back then. This is we're talking about the 90s. This is a long time ago. <laughs> At some point I wanted to use my voice. So I started acting to support my body because as a dancer, I always only ever spoke up here. I started singing just to bring my voice down into my body. And I ended up playing a lot of musicals. And I I played cats for like three years and Mamma Mia and all these big shows. Um, But I was Always interested, I always say I was always interested in how people tick and why they tick the way they tick and how they can, ch- or how we can change the way they tick. I started reading Shirley MacLaine when I was 17, and for me, that was the, the game changer out on a limb. I mean, yeah. yes, what oh, a brilliant yeah. book, you know. And I mean, it was so out there, and, and all I remember is that I didn't understand anything, any of it, but it made sense in some way, <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: and so. You know, so I've been doing this, I did Reiki courses when I was 21 to cope with some breakups and all these different things. So this is, has always been ticking in the background. And then when I left Mamma Mia in 2008, I was living in London. I moved to London at some point. I lived there for 11 years. But in that time, I came to Germany to play a show here. And when that finished, it was quite a stressful time. I found myself thinking, I need to do something else. I need to. I need to learn something else, not do something else. And as always, the biggest things in my life that I do or did always happened out of flow and always out of an impulse. So I spoke with a friend. A friend of mine called me one night. It was my my Monday night. Mondays were, were the off night. And after we spoke for an hour, I said, ah, listen, I want to do something else. I want to learn something new, some, but not just an, another energy course or something like this. Mm-hmm. She said, oh my God, that's why I'm calling you. Remember the doctor we talked about who dives into belief systems? I just booked a course with him. And I said, well, I thought you have to book the whole year. She said, no, no, no. You can book the first module just by itself. If you book it in the next two hours, you get 250 euros off because it's the early birth specialist running out two night, (laughs) midnight. I just booked the hotel; They have one single room left and make sure you book the the, the five course dinner. I I was like, somebody just spent Book it now! Don't say. Right. And I booked something I had no idea what it was, and that is the basis of everything I do today. <laughs> oh. So I had big breakthroughs in those first five days. I saw I've, I've been at my highest highs, and I've been at my lowest lows. And then one of the coaches there just literally picked me out and picked me up in about fifteen minutes. And that I remember that moment thinking that. That I want to learn. Mm -hmm. And I came back and I started treating people. I mean, I did a bit of, you know, the the, the odd Reiki stuff on my colleagues. And I remember putting a poster up at Sadler's Wells Theatre, which is known in London for um, dance shows. And I knew quite a few dancers who performed there. So I put a poster up and I said, so I I tried this. new. I, I learned this new thing and I'm doing 20 sessions for free were my first 20 sessions, I'm doing 20 sessions for free because I want to learn muscle testing and all these different things. And I remember, and I don't advise anyone to do this now, but I remember putting it up there and everyone and every problem, welcome. And everyone and every problem came. <laughs> Literally everything I didn't believe was ever a topic. And the stuff that when I learned it just dismissed because I thought, oh, that's bullshit. That's not, that's not real. And they were all in within the first five, five sessions. And that's when I realized that really, I know nothing. Mm. And I started diving in and I saw, I literally just did this for for myself at first to get through my own anxieties because I've been on stage for 25 years. And at that point, well now I've been on stage for over 30 years, but at that point I didn't enjoy much of it because I always thought I'm not good enough. Mm. I know that people envied my career, but I always just thought when are they finding out I'm actually not that good? I'm not supposed to be here. I don't have the proper training that everybody else has. You know, all this imposter bullshit. Yeah. Pardon my swearing. I don't know.
1: We swear
0: swear (laughs) often. (laughs) That's actually (laughs) liberally (laughs) and (laughs)
1: often
2: liberally (laughs) and often. (laughs) So yes,
0: yes.
2: (laughs) Feel free to let it loose. And so I, I just did this work on myself and then friends and colleagues asked me, and then I've just, it it went from there. And at some point, I realized I was speaking to who became my mentor, who was a friend of mine at that point. And I said, so I've got all these clients, I had clients in, in Singapore, in America, in London, in Germany, in Spain. And I remember thinking, but this is this is not a business because I never saw it as a business. I was in my head, I was a performer who knows nothing about business with all the bad programming. Mm-hmm. She looked at me and she said, You don't really know what I really do, do you? <laughs> because I knew her as you know in the same field as I was. I said, No, she said, I've been a CFO in the London city for three companies. I now help startups. And oh my- if you want, I can help you. And I mean, she was the one literally flow. It was flow yeah. she took me under her wings and she had me practice literally what I live today I, I remember practicing conversations with John and Meryl Streep on the computer with a teddy bear and all this you know so <laughs> yeah. I just I'm telling you all the crazy stuff now so well these are the milestones of Guido <laughs> some of them
0: there those are incredible <laughs> milestones. I love that. And yeah. you know, a couple of things that you said about like the imposter syndrome, that exists everywhere, not mm-hmm. just on stage. Right. You know, we've, I've encountered that and mm-hmm. I, I am a CFO. <laughs> I'm laughing about that because yeah, it is. I it was is. like, but an imposter CFO and, but yet I was always good at it. And mm-hmm. I never, you know, there was parts of me that said, they're going to find me out. You know, that uh, I'm because I'm not your normal. No, she's (laughs) not. I'm not. No. Anyway, so that exists and then the flow and going with the impulse, the flow and the impulse. And do you think that in did you always recognize that and say yes to that when it showed up? Because I feel like is it possible that you can Mm. ignore it and then not even know it's coming at you? these flow and impulse. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I think you can, if you are really out of touch with yourself. And I believe a lot of people are mm-hmm. for me, I've been ignoring a lot of them as well, because sometimes ratio kicks in and logic kicks in. And you think, well, no, but this sounds like a good job and you should do it for the money and the experience. And you end up being miserable for a year and a half. Um, it's a good lesson. So, I believe you can learn to be in flow. Right. I believe there's a, there's a method to being in flow. And there's a method for, let's put it this way. A lot of people always say, oh, you, you always have stuff falling into your lap. You know, you're always, you're always luckiness. Lucky, so I yeah. believe
1: right.
2: it's, it's a method. I, I chose at some point to put my focus in a certain direction. And I don't mean I put a happy sticker on the problems and don't look there. Quite the opposite. I believe these are the biggest things for us to learn from, to go, why are they there? Why are they blocking us? In fact, I believe they're part of flow. Mm -hmm. And I can elaborate on that a little bit later. Um, But then turn the focus around and put in a little bit of discipline. And if something knocks on the door three times... If you get the same message three times, if people send you this, I had this yesterday. I, I, the same video popped up three times, Didn't, wasn't interested. And then a friend sent it to me I said, oh, I'm not interested. Another another friend actually called me. She said, I'm going to send you a video. You have to watch this. This, You have to look at this because this is so important for your work. And she sends me again the same video. I'm like, wow. okay, I'm listening. <laughs> um, I love So that. you got to practice with little stuff. Start with where do i cross the the intersection what shorts do i wear today what time do i go to the gym rather than do i leave my husband or do i sell my life insurance yeah, right. which is what i want to know straight away you know right. and get get used to is it is it intuition or is it my is it ego or fear mhm yeah danger i
0: love that
1: so when you started to uh, practice your work and i love the fact that you um started your work with your peers and giving back? Cause I suspect you were probably doing that as part of the, part of the, the, the cast, um, even, you know, performing, right. Being part of a performing cast, but so I'm kind of curious, you know, I, I think about this a lot and I think it gets into a lot of your work around forgiveness and, and things like that. And flow is, you know, it's, did it surprise you what people were dealing with that you knew well sounds like you knew many of those that came and brought all no problem too big no problem too small to your table like did it surprise you and and what folks were dealing with and has that has that informed your work in any way
2: oh what a brilliant question um did it surprise me yes and no because a lot of the stuff that came to me i i knew okay okay and actually the basic work that I learned was being a health coach. So I was trained to look at the underlying blocks that might create an illness or stop you from healing. Right. Oh, it wow. just became very heavy at some point. And I just felt this, this, this is not my calling. My mm. calling is somewhere else.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Because then you really have to, you have to dig deep and long and long and long and people, you know, people are in a different space. Mm-hmm. And so when people came with some really outrageous things to me that was literally these were usually the times when I completely stepped out and I just thought well whatever lands on my table apparently I'm I, I can handle it otherwise it wouldn't be here mm-hmm. and I always had this cheeky conversation with the universe of the angels and I always said well if, if you think I need to handle this it's up to you know it's your fault <laughs> I'm doing what I can it's your fault. <laughs> yeah.
1: You brought it here. Yeah, exactly. I love
2: that. Yeah. For some reason, that really helped me to step yeah. out. To not take, yeah. well, to step to, to 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 be out of it of the attachment. Yes. Because I remember my the one one of the biggest things I took away from my teacher, my first teacher was um, the biggest problem in teaching is when you want to help too much because you're attached to their outcome, the outcome. and that stops you from being neutral. And that took me. A, that took me years to really feel that. To really go, I'm here to see what shows up and help you with that. But if I want this too much, I'm not clear anymore.
1: Right? Oh gosh, I love
0: that. If um, you're you're so right.
1: Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, just thinking about my own life, places yeah. where you know you overextend yourself, not not for the greater good, but rather your own.
0: Well, it's always your ego Ego
1: and
2: yeah, Yeah. ego and, and outcome.
0: Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah.
2: And, 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 and sorry, but if you, you know, someone who is very exposed in the public eye Mm -hmm. and you, I mean, it's interesting with footballers because I've never been in the field of football. This is my, my parent, my father has, my brother has, and I was the ballet dancer. So, (laughs) you know, I was completely out there. So it wasn't my world. And I think that helped a lot because they knew I didn't understand the field, but I understood the pressure
0: Yes. from yes. my background and from the
2: people I've worked with. So if let's say you have someone who comes in, who is a pop star on, on who is dealing on that level and you then have a prefixed picture of them and what they're going through, I'm going to, I'm going to treat them through my filters rather than they actually coming with something that is, completely different than everybody else expects, because they are just, as we said in the beginning, yes, they have the success and they, they, they enjoy a lot of it, but then there might be some things that they can't, they don't want anyone to know because it seems so right off the charts for them and for everybody else. Right. right. So you've got to change. It yeah. oh,
1: fascinating.
0: I love that. So can you just define what personal impact coaching is?
2: Oh, who knows? We really (laughs) like
0: it.
1: (laughs) You're a performer. Make something up. Razzle dazzle us. No, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Well, so so I picked up, this is not my creation. There is actually, in, in London, there's a couple of personal impact coaches. And it, for me, it defines, it's the, the impact you can make personally on the outside. You make the mark you leave, you know, that's personal impact but also impact you personally. Mm. So for me, what I love about it is, and why you're probably asking, it's specifically vague. It gives you an idea, it gives you a feeling, but everybody can project a little bit onto it what it is. And the why I drilled that name home yeah. so much was actually when I started working, the reason why I'm in the place where I'm right now is I started a corporation with a performance center for professional athletes. And especially with footballers, I was introduced as the mental coach. Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. And
2: that's and that's a big thing. And they all have mental coaches or psychotherapists. Or what I think they're usually in Germany are usually usually called mental coaches. And I wasn't, I'm not, I'm a health coach. I work differently, and I didn't really object in the beginning, but I always thought, well, this is not really me. And then I came into a treatment room, and there was a group of um Football, it's football ladies, and they were all being, you know, three were being treated three, three were just there to chat, and you know, and I walk in and one of the therapists says, Oh, by the way, this is Guido, this is our mental coach, and he's like, You're so-and-so from your team. And I kid, you know, one of them looked at me, walked two steps back and left the room. Oh, wow. And I noticed that, and I didn't think much of it. And the next morning I was meditating, and suddenly I just went, what the fuck was that? Yeah, <laughs> like- right. <laughs> What did I do? And I re- yeah, yeah. And I realized something was really off. And I literally went back into the center and I asked every football I came across, "Can I ask you a question? What do you think? What is a mental coach for you?" And they literally all said the same thing. Superficial. And I'd hope I'm not. I'm not. Um,
0: no, I don't think you are. You know, no. Uh,
2: but but their perception was, and I can tell you why, their perception was it's too superficial, you can't trust them. And once you tell them something, your manager and trainer will know within half a minute, half an hour. Oh, and yeah. I thought the stuff I deal with, if you come to me and you have, let's say, performance anxiety, that's usually linked to something from your past, from yes. childhood. Yep. You don't want anyone to know that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they will never open up. So a mental coach is someone who streamlines where you're thinking, but that isn't the work I was doing. Yeah. And so I literally just send a big message out to everyone saying this term mental coach is never to be used again, that I'm, I'm a personal impact coach and that's it. And this is how this name kind of oh, just starts.
1: That's a great story. Yeah, and you know, I think, you know, it's interesting yeah. and and it's interesting that you bring it up, you know, that's obviously where people are doing their most important personal development work, but it's tied to their job. And so I think it's always interesting when, you know, I think about it with celebrities as well. But I think, you know, when you have that work to do, and it's tied to your being able to pay your bills at night, there is a different as an HR person. Uh, I have the same challenge with people coming and bringing, I mean, it would be great to understand what people are going through, but they're so afraid because they think there's this linkage with the business and that there's not a safe space. And, you know, so it, I, you know, it's a, it's a, I think a pretty common feeling, especially like I said, if it's part of your job, but um, yeah. it's amazing that you were able to work through that and and change the perception of the work um, and how important it is and kind of decouple it a bit from you know, the club, and put it at the individual level, right? So that's incredible.
2: And it's, I mean, it took, especially in the in sports, it took a, it took a lot of discussions, Mm -hmm. me saying, well, you know, me saying, well, you can tell everybody, I won't share a word. Um, And then discussing with managers of family members, oh, no, but we need to know. And I said, no, Mm -mm. we can happily all together. And I will ask but that even is too much pressure for a young athlete but mm-hmm. uh, especially in in, in in as you mentioned with celebrities and in the sports world when you're marked market value mm-hmm. your value is tied to if you have a crack or not yeah. if you perform right right you are not willing to dive in
1: yep no absolutely it's yeah it's touchy area that's incredible and no doubt your your performance background played a huge role in helping keep that in perspective, no doubt.
2: Well, maybe, and I, but I, I also strongly believe it is not about there is nothing to fix. There, you know, right. we, we, all, we all need healing. That's part of being human. Yes. You know, we all need healing. Otherwise, you know, that's gross. However, you're a superstar. There, there's nothing that needs to be fixed. However, if there's an area where you're not happy or you feel you can expand, let's look at what you can let go in order to make that easier. And that is something I wholeheartedly believe. This is not about what else do I need to, what else is wrong with me? I, I don't believe in that question. I just don't. It's not about what else is wrong with you. It's what else can you, what else do you want to change? There's nothing wrong.
0: I love that. How do you go about unearthing and helping people find their limiting beliefs? I'm, you know, how, how do you go about doing that? I, I assume that that's part of the process.
2: I want to give the magic beans away. No. um
0: (laughs) Yeah, I want you to fix me. Truth be told, where's the couch? Yes, yes. Yeah, she will find it. I mean, is that like like? I assume that that's part of your you know one on one coaching, uh, whether it's with athletes or performers Mm -hmm. or CEOs. I mean, you 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 have everybody right.
2: Yes. yes, and this is this is literally what I do, what what you just described. Um, I do. Funny enough, I do it a lot online. I do it a lot on screen, mm-hmm. which a lot of people resist if we're in the same city because they think, "No, I want to feel energy. I want to be in the same room." And I often say, "Don't be surprised." I, in my experience, we often go faster, deeper on screen, and they go, "Why is that?" I say, "Well, first of all, there's a distance that makes you feel safer." Someone literally said to me, "Well, you know, if if, if you're being stupid, I'm just going to close the laptop, and you know, you're gone." <laughs> so, and there's a point to that. Yes, yeah. And
1: there's so that, there. there's
2: you're in your own, mm-hmm. yeah, and you're in your own four walls, and you're at home. So mm-hmm. it's there's a bit more safety, there mm-hmm. to the distance. And I say most of my work these days is through coaching, through insights. Of course, there's tools like hypnosis or trances. Yeah. I, look, I, I use trance a lot, or Tapping points, you know, they they are incredible. They have they have helped me amazingly. But I found out at some point that, in order to let's say you you, you work on the, the the commands or topic of a trance or hypnosis or what you really want to tap, I always took a long time to find out what the real topic under the topic under the topic is. Yeah. So I always was thinking a lot. So my, one of the routes I take is. Okay, why are you here? What is the belief under that? And what is the belief under the belief and the belief under the belief under the belief? Yeah. And very often we we, we we land on an insight where people go, I can't believe I said this. <laughs> and they they realize they're holding a certain belief. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's take, let's grab something out of, out of the air. Let's say some somebody says, Well, I, I want to find love. Mm-hmm. And their one belief is, I want to have love because then I feel safe. And then you you unearth, as you called it before, and you go deeper and deeper. And then suddenly they go, "But being in love is totally unsafe." And so suddenly they're there mm. with two completely contradicting beliefs. Which I can, you can often see their eyes literally twirling. It's almost like the, the confusion of, and I, the confusion of, well, what does that mean? That doesn't make sense. And I have them repeat, so just so I understand, you're saying in order to feel safe, you need to be loved, but being loved means unsafety to you. For instance, I'm I'm totally making this up now.
1: Yeah.
2: And they go, that doesn't make sense at all. And very often in that moment, you don't need a trance, you don't need to tap, you don't don't need tools, because as soon as something doesn't make sense for the brain, it seeks a new route, Mm, and the topic The danger in that is that people two weeks later don't remember that they ever had the problem. I'm like, I've got my notes. You know how you felt last (laughs) week.
1: (laughs) For the record, you did feel this way. Yeah. That's fantastic.
2: Especially when they go, I'm not sure if this this is working. I said, are you kidding me? (laughs) You know, it's like. I always say, if you have a splinter in your finger and you pull out that splinter, you know, if you have a splinter, all you feel is that splinter all day long right. and it's annoying. And the moment you pull it out, it's gone. You don't think, oh, I once had a splinter. Right. You don't even think I had a splinter yesterday. It's just gone.
0: Yeah. No, you're totally so, right.
1: Well, and that makes it, and I, makes it harder to recognize the growth, the personal growth, you know, and connect the dots for people often too. Uh, we talk about that a lot on the podcast is, you know, reflecting on, you know, progress and making sure you celebrate the progress small or large yeah. doesn't matter reflect and so to your point like when you it's so quickly missed if you don't acknowledge it and celebrate it early you forgot it even happened and you miss this evolution or progress uh, of yourself in in the process mm-hmm. so fascinating
2: it's, I mean, if it's done right, it becomes intrinsic. And that's what I love about this work. Mm. And I don't believe you're changing into something new. We're just taking away what actually is, has never been yours. I
0: love that. Oh, I love so that. Just that's wrap,
2: beautiful. We unwrap all the, the crap that's outside that's never been used. So you can, pardon for being so grand, so you can actually enjoy your magnificence. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly.
0: Taking away what's not really yours. Mm. I love that. So One cool. thing that you touched on um, while I was stalking you <laughs> was, was... We call it research. <laughs> we
1: all know it's stalking to some degree. Yes, yes. Research.
0: <laughs> while I was doing research, uh, um, <clears throat> I got comfort from your um, next level same devil because, uh, and I'll make this one up. I wasn't necessarily thinking of this, although I've had this issue before. I'm not lovable, you know, and that I'm not lovable keeps coming up. And, you know, Hmm. does that mean I'm leveling up? Okay. And so what are, can you expand a little bit on your thoughts on that? I I found that to be really, I, I loved it. I thought, okay, well, that's encouraging and inspirational, actually.
1: I went, oh, 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 oh. Ooh.
0: I mean, <laughs> just at the, at the next yeah. level, same
1: devil. It's just, uh, yes.
0: Well, because I would, so I would have a tendency to feel like, have I not, okay, universe, have I not already dealt with this? Like, we know this, you know, we know that monkey, we know that mm-hmm. blah, 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 like go away. We've dealt with you. And so for me, I get mad. I get angry. <laughs> very, very uh, We, angry, we yeah. have, I have discussions, like, very heated board meetings with my, you know, universal posse. Okay. And, and, you know, and I am definitely the CEO and, you know, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, don't keep sending me this stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. I already know it. I got it. Got you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I actually write down, we call it the connecting the dots. So I write down and try to understand what the flow is. Okay. I got that video twice now. Gina, what do you think about that? I, I try to do that. Um, But I'd never thought that getting another vision of this is I'm leveling up. Mm -hmm. And so can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yes, I I love this because, (laughs) I mean, it popped up so many times with clients and it made me nervous in the beginning. And we, as you said, we all know this. So you start this personal development journey and you release, you get your coaches and you release your triggers and you tap until you're bloody and all this (laughs) yes (laughs) and then you go into the next situation and it's all there again and you're like what as you said I dealt with this a hundred times why is this showing up again and what we spoke of before I think it was before we started the recording you know this this meeting that I ended up in um you know uh, now, let me let me start differently. New level, same devil, basically means you reach for a contrast in life. You want to expand more. you want to have more visibility, you want to have more success. You want to be more lovable. you want to have a partner, or you know you want to get married or whatever you, your desire is. And so you you reach out, you hit some contrast, so you you send out a desire, and in my opinion, usually two things happen happen either, law of attraction. Uncorks and all the doors open and ta-da! And you just walk in. That happens if your desire is completely aligned with your innermost beliefs. Right. However, <laughs> if your innermost beliefs are not aligned and you actually think, let's say you're not lovable, and you you you're going on the next date, or you're actually someone who's nice and not someone who's treating you badly, you know, it's so that to stay with with, with, with that example. You're reaching for the new level. And even though you have dealt with that topic, you might now feel the same anxiety, but it only shows up because you're reaching for a new level. Actually, I jumped ahead. So mm-hmm. the door opens, you go through, that's all fine. Or it shows you, you believe you're not lovable. So you find somebody to help you with the unlovable topic. Right. You clear it, you go on your date. And with that date, everything is fine. However, that probably doesn't go well, or you know, it didn't turn out. And you you actually see, well, I attracted, I have attracted someone who just mirrors my self-belief issues. Right, <laughs> right. Let's put it, let's put it mildly. And so you're reaching out for the new contrast, not just dating, but dating someone who treats me with respect, with love, who, you know, on eye level is something that I like to attract. Um, as in, you know, we're inspiring each other. Mm. And so you're reaching to the new platform. I call it the new platform. Therefore, new doors either open or it goes well. Actually, for the level you've been on before, the work you've done was enough. But if you want to go higher, you got to dig deeper. And it's usually the same topic. Therefore, it feels the same. Mm. And that is for me. So for me, growth doesn't happen straight up or on a spiral it's a it's a level up and then it's nev- another level up and then it's another level up mm. and so we get comfortable in what used to be far out of our comfort zone yeah. because we do the work we have coached we have Gandhi we release the triggers and now we're comfortable on something that was at some point so far out of our reach but that's normal now and then when the new contrast hits right the new contract the new lover the new movie, whatever you want, you send out a new desire and therefore your stuff sparks up again. It's it's a, it's a different facet of the same thing. So it goes deeper. And the example that I touched on before was when I first ever taught this material, it was to four friends in my living room. Mm-hmm. And I freaked out the night before. I literally freaked out told my partner I can do this. I don't want to do this. Well, who do I think I am? I'm a performer. I'm not even a performer. I'm shit. I'm shit at everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And I went to to half an hour later, I'm just going to wing it. And suddenly I just, how can you go from, I'm canceling this to, I'm just going to wing it. How is this possible? So I did this. And then I did my first workshop. So, and I I noticed at some point the fears were always the same, Mm -hmm. but only when the audiences got bigger or, better for the lack of a better word so when I then was invited to something called the ATL the ATL Europe Association of Transformational Leaders again I had no idea why I was there Mm. because in my identity I'm still that actor that didn't know how to act (laughs) and suddenly (laughs) you're asking me to speak in front of all these people and the night before I was sitting in my hotel room well, I was, it was the second meeting I was invited to, so I knew half of them already. And then the briefing was, Guido, we want you to speak. You are going to be to be the last speaker on the weekend. The lady before you, she's flying in from America. She's She does very similar work to you, so she's going to do that, and then you're just going to take them deeper. I didn't know much more. So the <laughs> night before, I still didn't know what I was going to do with them because I was so in my fear state. Yeah. And at some yeah. point, I outlined my 45 or 60 minutes, I think it was 60 minutes, thought, okay, this is stuff I can always talk about. How how we are being programmed, our beliefs, how we dig into this. And so I, Penny, I was the last speaker. And so I was listening to, it was Professor Lise Janelle. And she did her talk, her lecture, and it was 85%, 90% of at least of what I was teaching to the point That's, I mean, they told us, they told me we were similar. And I just, I remember sitting in the background, literally ripping up those papers going, okay.
1: I got no papers left. You tell me. (laughs) I got an hour to fill. Oh,
2: God. While, uh, and she went over. She went over oh. by 15 minutes. So I only had 45 minutes. And so I completely had to go into flow. And I started off by basically telling them, now just shed my pants and let's see where we're going with this. <laughs> and
1: Honesty is and the I, best policy, <laughs> even for leaders. Yes. Yeah. I
2: mean, the, the title was, I think, The Dark Side of the Crystal. As in, you know, the <laughs> stuff that drives you and gets gets you to all your success is very often the stuff that at some point blocks you from getting further. Mm. So let's say you're feeling insignificant might be a great driver to get you into a great career. Mm-hmm. But the moment you actually want to get visibility or actually want to enjoy it, it's that feeling of insignificance that's blocking you. Mm-hmm. So I started off by, well, you know, growing up, it's just always feeling different, the ballet boy and the football family, yeah. for mm-hmm. instance. Yeah. Um, you know, has anyone ever has anyone here ever felt like they were so different, so out of the what was expected? And I literally saw the whole room go mm-hmm. nodding. Yes. Oh. And that, and then I just, I just this left way. my body and yeah. just went with it. Basically. Wow!
0: I love it. This is
2: what I mean. The fear the night before was because I was heading for a completely new level and for everything I desired. Mm. This was my goal. Speaking to those people was one of my dreams. Speaking was one of my dreams. And so the doors opened, law of attraction, uncorked, delivered. And suddenly I'm sitting there facing my deepest, deepest, darkest shadows. And that's when I realized, okay, when that fear showed, when the same fear shows up, Mm. you're heading for a breakthrough, a massive breakthrough. What's the worst that can happen? I love it
1: well the shitting the pants
2: might
0: be the the worst part of that story
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 but,
2: uh, what an incredible story. I mean, the guy who wrote, fuck it. I mean, this
0: book. <laughs> it's,
1: it's so, so great. So well, and we, uh, um, listen, I'm keeping track, not only of your paperwork for the, uh, but of your royalty check that will be coming, because you've used L.O.A. and Cork twice so beautifully. I'm like, we owe him a royalty or something. We, we got to pay, you know, he's a, spo- he's a spokesperson. <laughs> so good. It's so true. I
0: love it. Well, let's transition. What a great story, though. It's the best story, and it makes me feel so good. You have no idea. Yeah, and I'm sure it's going to well, be <laughs> wonderful to our audience members, too, that, you know, somebody as successful as you still feels that. I mean, I remember sitting in a hotel room in New York City going, what the hell am I going to say? Okay. Yeah. And I was on a panel and people were out drinking and I left early. Okay. Because I thought, well, and, you know, I got to come Hungover out the panel wouldn't help. Meaningful. Mm-hmm. I'm usually the only woman there, you know, at my, you know, in my, so I'm the only woman on the panel. And what am I going to say? And I got nothing, you know, and that whole like, you know, that, and you know what I went and I, I, you know, I I think I killed it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to struggle for some words. I'm like, stand down all you men, you know, I I have things to say, you know, but. (laughs) But
1: I think it's interesting that, you know, by the course of events and, you know, your, you know, pre-planned topics being covered so perfectly and beautifully by the person before you that you were able to scrap it and kind of just get real and it sounds as if the story you told was the story most people or that you know the, ex- the experience most other people were having in that room and so yeah. you know I think you were I kind tapped of think in. as you were tapped in yeah. and you you delivered what that group needed in the moment just you were the right. The right person to be standing up on the stage that day. So I just find I that just that. beautiful. And so much we always think our stuff is our own stuff and no one else has that stuff. And
0: no, it was divinely orchestrated, mm-hmm. Gina. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hey everyone. We're so excited to share with you a special gift for being our subscriber. Please head over to LOA Uncorked and get your own free badassery toolkit. What is that you might be asking yourself? Well, it's seriously very cool. It will give you your own badassery alias, your life superpower, your kryptonite, and those things about you that you should just own with swagger. And we're excited to give this to you. Head on over to LOA Uncorked and get your free badassery toolkit.
2: And I just I just remembered the 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 safety mode I went into. I mean, one thing I know I always can do is a nice meditation or trance. So what's the worst thing I can happen? I you know I, I do a meditation with him, yeah. and we ended up doing a big forgiveness process that evening mm. or that afternoon.
0: I love that.
2: And this I repeat, we are still talking about that forgiveness yeah. moment really because that is always one of the biggest typical points for a lot of people yes
0: I love that can you speak more about that I know we talked about you have the power of forgiveness as a course that, that you're leading people through and how did you come to I don't know being called to the forgiveness work
2: if I would only know yeah um. wow. it's a
0: flow it's got to be a flow and an impulse thing did it come it, it, it would is, be great if it came from that that um, conference <laughs> <laughs> From that point on I knew everybody was needed it. to do yeah, yeah. forgiveness.
2: No, it, I mean at, at at that point I actually had recorded the um, the angels of forgiveness before. Mm-hmm. Because I realized that forgiveness does sooner or later always show up. So I always have taken my clients through programs because I thought one session isn't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. And so we always did like six or 12 sessions or something like this. And I noticed at some point there was always a, I have to forgive my father for this, or I have to forgive my mother for this. Usually, you know, this is the stuff we all all have to deal with. And it's not even the big traumatic stuff. And I've learned to see that for me, forgiveness is a self-care tool. It's not about setting you free. It's not about what you did was right and I was wrong. It's not about saying you win, I lose. It's about saying, I want my power back. I don't, because we don't forgive. Right. Because we want to protect ourselves from whatever happened, never happening again.
1: Right.
2: The problem with that is we keep ourselves in the, in the very energy that we're trying to protect ourselves from. And therefore, forgiving and cutting us loose from that energy, no no matter how harsh the instance was, mm. because we only ever forgive the person and not the deed.
0: Right.
2: This is some, I think this is something the Dalai Lama said, Forgive the person, not necessarily the act or the deed. It's about you taking your 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 freedom back, your power back, your love back, and not leaving it with some person that you're now continuously attacking for the last twenty years. He or she might not even be alive. Right. And so, and that's that's it's it's literally harmful to your to your entire system. And so I saw this popping up over and over again. So at, I think in 2013, this is the only CD I really ever published back then, and that was a forgiveness process with the, the help of the angels. Mm-hmm. And I recorded this literally under the duvet. I think there's a picture on my Instagram. If you, if you go deep, okay. if you stop right? Yeah,
1: I've been a, there. Well, I, I didn't find that it's, picture. It's, it's scary. You're encouraging <laughs> this keto, but we'll talk about that offline,
2: but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's literally a clothes dryer standing on top of my bed with a blanket on top an iPad hanging on the clothes dryer. Oh my God. The microphone in there, but my computer was so old it was continuously overheating so it was standing on a long cable outside of the room on an ice pack <laughs> oh, no. is how I, this is how i recorded my first city and it's oh still God. it's still out there it's still going and the, the basics of that process are still there it's, this is what i still teach it's a bit softer nowadays but um there's more love in there we're bringing more power back yeah. And I just noticed because I was the one who needed, I needed to go so much into forgiveness to get better in my career. I need to forgive the people who told me, oh, you're never going to be a singer. You're not, your voice is not strong enough. You're whatever, you know, being, being a dancer, you get trained eight hours in front of a mirror, six days a week being told you're not good enough. You don't, Mm. you're not tall enough. You don't jump enough. You don't turn enough. You don't stretch enough. You're just never enough. Yeah. So there's a lot of forgiveness you want to let go. And in order to just go, well, actually, what if I am enough?
1: Mm, yeah. Just today. You know, um, gosh, I have so much to say about that. Just taking a second. Um, you know, I, I think a lot about for myself. I mean, there's a lot of that same forgiveness stuff that you just walked through around, you know, placing your perception of yourself on things someone else planted for you. And we all do that uh, in various ways throughout our life. But I think, you know, with the last couple of years with COVID and the pandemic, you know, I, and we, Holly and I have had this conversation quite a bit about, you know, we launched this podcast right before the pandemic and it's been such a blessing in both of our lives. It's it's allowed us to talk with incredible people like yourself and learn so much and share kind of what we had intended this podcast to do, which is just to create a platform for people to come and and listen to our craziness and learn something just like we do for each other in our friendship and have done for, you know, 18 years. I think there's, I feel like I'm angry a little bit about the pandemic and that stall that it caused for everyone everyone so not just me but it's everyone in different ways and you know to varying extents so and I think about the podcast and how much further we could be aligned and it's easy to get upset about that and angry about it and so I, I think about it often in terms of how do as life is starting to come back and the world's starting to come back to life how do we put that away what's a process what's a good process for acknowledging it and You know, forgiving what has occurred and and moving forward in a healthy way. Do you have any? Yeah, is
0: forgiveness due there? Is forgiveness due? Yes, maybe a good question. Even my daughter, she's like, I lost a year of high school. I'm not ready to graduate. Yeah, like I'm not ready. Like with these scary eyes, and I'm like. Well, you got to be, okay, mm-hmm. you know, like,
1: you know. And you got those from your mother. Those yes. scary eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Yes, that's yes, true. yes, yeah. So, yeah, maybe I, yeah, that's a great question. Is forgiveness necessary for what we've just gone through and all the feelings we have about it to varying extents?
2: It might be. I suspect yes for most people, mm-hmm. depending on how they sail through or did or haven't. I call forgiveness the vitamin C of personal development. Vitamin C is not the cure of everything, but it's involved in, I, I think, 15,000 metabolic processes in your body. So, you know, it supports pretty much everything. Yes, <laughs> And this is what I see forgiveness to be like. And... One of the big misconceptions around forgiveness, I think I need to get into this first, is that people think there's one incident and now I need to forgive this one incident and then it's done. And then they get off. It's funny because two days later, they're angry again. (laughs) But usually there's different aspects, different angles to why you're angry. And that's why Mm. this, this method that I developed just make sure you keep looking. I call it weaving the threads. In you know, when we were when we were children, we had these nail pictures. We call them. It was a wooden board, and it was probably just a poor people's game. I don't know. We had you know, you had a wooden board and wooden board, and uh, yeah, there were nails in there. And then you took a thread and you painted yes. a picture by pulling the threads through the yes, nails. Yes. And this is how I see forgiveness. So it's not just one big thing. Is. Mm. Okay, right now I'm angry at, let's say, a certain person. Let's start a little bit smaller. Let's say I'm angry at my ex-partner. So I got to forgive that partner for doing whatever he or she did to me. Mm-hmm. And then I, realize, I have to ask, so what else is actually, what else am I angry about? Oh, it might actually my expectation that put us there. Mm. Because I am playing a little bit of a little part in this. Yes. And then there's also the in the programming that I might have gotten from my parents that I'm always making myself smaller in certain situations. So, you know, there's different different right. levels. We're going deeper, deeper, deeper. Yes. And at some point I discovered two big things. Actually, collective is one thing, but also forgiving life, God or the world or the universe has for me, a massive break has been for me a massive breakthrough because I had forgiven in one certain incident pretty much everything and it was fine, but some something was still lingering. And then mm-hmm. in a session, I took myself something unearthed where I realized I'm I'm not a religious person, but I was angry at God. Mm-hmm. Why am I always put in this position where I'm being there to build everybody up and when they have their success I'm being dropped and apparently I had this belief and I was angry at God that wasn't even the truth it wasn't even the reality but that was something that was anchored so and I realized I need to forgive God Mm -hmm. now I didn't really because you know right depending your relationship to God you might be really angry listening to this Mm -hmm. but it was actually becoming aware that the anger wasn't towards the situation but towards something bigger yes So bringing this to your question is now asking what are you actually angry about? Are you angry at, I don't know, you know, are you angry at a bat? (laughs) You brought this virus of some person eating a bat or whatever, who knows what story that was. Are you angry at people who make regulations? Are you angry at the world? Are you angry at God for creating something like this? So this is the first question you have to ask and then start taking off the peels of the onion layer by layer and going to forgiveness. And that takes, you know, it takes different processes. But once you understand that it can be instant. I love it because when I speak about forgiveness in general, in my courses, in the beginning or in my sessions, people very often, I can literally see them pulling back because nobody wants to forget because we all have or have these conceptions of what that means. There's these myths uh, as in you have to bring them back into your life. You're giving away your power and it's quite the opposite. None of that is true. And so then you have to learn a few ideas and processes. But what I love is as in now in module five in the, in in the currently running power of forgiveness that they go, Oh, and then I just did this process. It took me a minute. And then I looked what else is there and that took me 30 seconds. And then I was done. And I'm like, and that's what I'm talking about. It's instant forgiveness. And that's when you've got the method down. Because I think you need to forgive everything and everybody. Yeah. Someone bumps at you in the street. I don't know. Are they running because their child is in hospital? Are they running because they are hungry? Are they running because they're just badly behaved? I don't know. But I forgive them because it's me feeling good.
0: Mm. So good. So if we are trying to, our audience members, we're trying to think, okay, you know, I'm one of those people that, I think, well, I've, I've thought of more people I might need to forgive, but I, I think I've forgiven everybody. Like I feel like I've yeah. forgiven everybody. And so if I, and that's probably not true, right? So I already found one while we were talking, while you were talking, but so would we peel back those layers a little bit more? And in the peeling back, is it, do I need to be angry? I mean, is it angry? How do you know you haven't forgiven? Mm. Do, you, do you, How do I know?
2: You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, know. Okay, oh, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> know, Yeah, yeah. all right. I will work on <laughs> that. Okay. Like he, he saw to my soul, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really no, did. It keeps
2: popping up. If it keeps popping up and it keeps aggravating you and it keeps, I say, what in this situation is still angering me or annoying me or hurting me? <laughs> yeah. For instance, if I think of a past relationship, everything was cleared. Everything was, you know, it was all good. And then there was this, then there was this anger at God. And that then everything was just cleared. And then at some point I realized, but I'm angry. We actually we never saved a friendship. Yeah. yeah. How did I do Everybody else. And that was a part. So the feeling was, again, different different level, but yeah. the devil was even the same. The feeling was still aimed at one person, but it was actually a completely different topic. It was, right. oh, it's my expectation that I want a friendship, and apparently someone needs to save their current relationship. And that's, I understand that. Of course I understand that. So right. the moment that popped up, it's very often, I think, very often forgiveness is needed when you have the right awareness, when you understand the construct behind it. Mm.
0: I love that. I love that. It's so well, it's so inspiring. I haven't even thought about it, but I think about, you know, my trajectory. I was always the only woman around. I mean, I tried to dress like a man. I mean, I'm I'm not manly, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I tried to fit the part and get in the box and I think I have to go back and 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 then I never had a mentor. I had to be scrappy and I think I'm mad about it. You okay, are. you're right. I know. And so I never even thought about it until now that I need to go back and forgive my whole corporate, you know, trajectory and yeah. all the people involved in that because I'm I'm angry about you know how I was treated and viewed and you know, I just had to get by. So mm-hmm. I think you do know like I but I hadn't thought about it. So I would invite people to stop after our <laughs> podcast today and really think about those and it, there is a weaving there i mean because there's a lot of weaving yeah, i mean there's lots and of i different think parts to that. god would be involved mm-hmm. too is like you know what like give me a i always say give me a fucking break okay like you know <laughs> could you just give me a break i you know like i've had saturn i'm an astrologer too i've had saturn sitting on my head my whole life go away you know <laughs> go away you know saturn's about discipline yeah i think of her as like a big booped old lady like Shaking your hand at you with gray hair and all crusty and doesn't like me. <laughs> that, that damn Saturn. Yes. Okay.
1: Anyway. She's not a fan of her. I've not gotten a fan. worked mm-hmm. up here.
0: Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think interesting. I think, you know, that invitation for our audience to really think about it. I mean, I really would not have thought about that until now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, holy cow, I should probably go back and bless all of that as I'm moving forward because I'm on the up level of the level. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, that vitamin C. You're blowing
1: right by those <laughs> corporate people. Yeah. Yes. That yes. vitamin
0: C. Um, well, yeah. my body loves the vitamin C. Okay. Uh-huh. So there we go.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I just want to um fill into that because when you when you look back at that corporate path that you have and that anger that you hold against the man and the system, and you know, there's so many different things. You won't remember everything you can actually go. First of all, as you said, I love that you said, I'm just going to bless this whole thing, yeah. Because at some point, who's to say, I mean, of course, this is a blessing. Someone would say, Why am I the only woman in this? and someone would say, Oh my god, this is amazing, I'm the only woman because they definitely need a woman in here, Mm -hmm. you know. What's you know, we it's always a shift in perspective, right? And then go, You can forgive the entire past, the entire group. And again, if there's someone who's standing out, who is just who has just a different hook, a singular hook, who's making you angry, mm-hmm. you know, because okay. that person will pop up. Yeah,
0: that person. I'm usually,
2: will pop up. yoga. When I get angry during yoga in the morning, <laughs> I'm like, "Why is this person popping up now? Third time I'm doing the yoga this week. I had this is both." <laughs> right. Uh, you're teaching forgiveness. Just sit down and just do it. Okay. <laughs> you know, so you have got to know. See what's popping
0: I up. I love that. I love that as a, even a practice. Yes. Um, you know, we talk about like just stacking mindfulness things in the morning, and whether you're doing yoga or meditation, or even if you're just in the shower. You know what your where your thoughts are going. I love that. I must have done some work on it. I love working with men. I, you know, there's no anger towards any of that, but right. there's this anger of the system, and mm-hmm. and so yeah. So unpacking that a little bit, and then mm-hmm. the hook. I'm sure there's somebody with a hook there, mm-hmm. okay. And going through that, but I think having that as a practice, yes, would be something that would be very beneficial.
1: Yeah. Well, and absolutely. If you think about it too, like you know, when when we talk about you know, creating our badass life. And that's kind of the the whole model is, you know, where your energy takes you, you, you are, you are where your energy is. Like, so that if something keeps popping up and bugging you, it's detracting from following your, your path, you know, putting that energy in more positive ways, moving yourself forward, you know, more internal versus this kind of external negative dilution of energy so i think that's important to to think about it that way too
2: and absolutely and i want to just demystify for me forgiveness is one of the biggest things you can do but i don't want you to think of it as something so massive so whole, the holy grail that you don't dare go there yeah that's why i say i, I want you to forgive the woman that served you at the sausage sausage stand. I don't know why I chose that was as a German. Sausage stand. <laughs> <I love it.
1: laughs> You're probably required um, to go
2: there once a month or something
1: <laughs> as a German. I, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm even <laughs> a veggie.
2: I'm even a veggie. <laughs> so yeah. The woman at the at the German veggie sausage stand. And because <laughs> I don't know, rude to you. So um oh God, I love it. Don't make it. Don't make it this big, biblical thing. Make it something you do every day, like yeah. brushing your teeth and your hair, and part
1: of that routine. You know. Yes, we talk so much on this podcast, and I think this is part of what holds m- many people, myself included, for a long time back from personal development. Is it seems so onerous and big mm. and scary and heavy, whether it's law of attraction or it, any mindfulness, meditation, all of those practices, um, routines that they're not, they shouldn't be hard. None of this should be hard. Mm -hmm. They should be integrated into your life and they should come naturally and be easy. It's it's like breathing. All of these practices should be part of your life like breathing. It shouldn't be onerous. So I love that you said that because we've actually been, been talking quite a bit about it on the podcast. So- Thank you for that.
2: Oh, definitely. And I I mean I always say and at heart, I'm just a very lazy person. So I'm always looking <laughs> so. for the fastest the definitely. fastest route to the biggest growth. Mm. And if I can't do it on the go, I'm not interested. I'm I'm
0: right.
2: I know I won't do it.
0: You're not lazy, you're efficient. And you want to <laughs> you want to up level up yeah. level his life. He's you know what, Gina? Efficient. Like we've stolen Guido for a very long time. I know, and I know, I know. we came forever. I mean, uh, Well, don't let me. I know. Okay, so yeah. so we would just say thank you for being here. And is there anything else that we haven't covered that you think is really important uh, as far as your work, as far as giving back to our audience? Any thoughts on that?
2: I mean, you you mentioned. To make things easy, I would highly recommend you find a routine for yourself, a little morning routine, so you're not getting hijacked Mm. by your phone before you start your day. Mm. And even if it's just 5, 10 minutes or 60 minutes, I love taking an hour not looking at my phone. Um, Someone recently said, you know, if you open up your phone before you even get up, you already handed your day over to someone else's agenda. Mm. And that just really hit home with me. So find a practice that works for you that you like doing, but also it is a discipline. So I, I hear the Saturn thing going, ah. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I'm if I'm allowed to 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 share with you. I've got a little gift on my website oh, that I yes. could. oh,
1: that'd be fantastic. Because
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. one of the things that developed out of the of, out of the other course I do, the six week masters which is what's supposed to be a working title. And now that's the title I love it. Um, is working with power questions. And that for me is one of the quickest hacks to turn around your energy, to shift your focus to somewhere else and to access your brain differently. Mm. And I managed, I'm very proud to actually put that on my website yesterday. It's a PDF where you just learn you this research and then you learn, why affirmations probably don't always work and put more stress on you than actually helpful. And this is where that trick or that hack or that tool comes in.
1: Oh my gosh, this is fantastic. I just
2: hope it works when people actually sign up to this because I put this on yesterday. So you can actually just- Oh,
1: I'm running there. We're going to go do it and we'll we'll, we'll we'll let let you know know for sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that is
1: fantastic, Guido. Thank you. What a I know. So we'll put the link generous. in the sh- in the show notes for everyone. Yep. Yes, thank you. That's fantastic.
0: I mean, awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank been, you so much for your generosity, your time. We truly value wow. you and it and all that you're doing in this world. Thank yeah. you so much for the blessings and you get to have your Friday night. I know.
2: Ben. <laughs> Thank you. Oh Well, I, I'm the one to say thank you because you girls are just amazing. I mean, it's <laughs> been one. I could sit here for another three hours with you as well. And I just want to say for you putting this out during these last two years, mm. you have reached you. I'm, I'm sure this is beyond anything that you can comprehend yes. of how much you actually help people, because this is what this is what everybody needs. Yeah, Us coming to the and saying, here's something you can raise your energy with. Yeah, And so I, I want to say thank you to you.
1: Thank you. That's That's beautiful. Thank you so very much. I'm going to record that and just play
0: that over and over again.
1: Yes, and Holly won't sleep tonight because she said (laughs) Guido said he could talk to me for another three hours. (laughs) So she's going to be scheduling time with you, Guido. Yes, let me know if you need help with that paperwork.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks so
1: much. Thank you, Guido. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining our VIP
0: Conversation. And please visit us at our website www.loauncork.com. See you soon.